The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Catch a creative vibe on the Urban Cube with Sister Shamiza. Good morning and assalamu alaikum. It is Monday, 29th of April, 10 o'clock. You're listening to me, Shamiza, on the Urban Cube show. Brought to you on Inspire FM 105.1 FM, taking you live and direct across surrounding areas of Luton, Peterborough and Sheffield this morning. Now, I'll be taking the conversations on today's show, which will be all about getting ready for Ramadan. Yes, that's right. Getting ready for Ramadan. The countdown has begun. I believe it is Six days, six days away or seven days. Do correct me if I'm wrong. We'll find out next week, inshallah. And um, on today's show, The Urban Cube, we are getting creative. We're getting fit. Yes, we are. We're getting creatively fit with my guests who are over the phone this morning to talk about how to get fit and ready for Ramadan. Now, if you'd like to join in with any of the conversations on today's show, because we are talking about Ramadan goals, Ramadan goals and preparation on today's show. Um, feel free to, to get in contact with me on 07779481822. We'll have talking points as always um, and off the cuff conversations. Hopefully they'll inspire, motivate and get you engaged with the conversations by our fantastic guests who are local and national this morning. Now, I hope you've had a fantastic, fantastic weekend. I hope you remained grounded. It was so windy, goodness me, across the country. But alhamdulillah, hadn't hit Luton that hard, thankfully. But it had been quite um, quite windy. Um, I believe Storm Hannah had uh, played her part across the country, um, but it was good to hear that people remained safe. Mashallah. What did you get up to at the weekend? Would love to know. Um, did you get involved with the London Marathon? It seemed like everybody on my social media had done. Um, we had seen lots of um, wonderful Wonderful, wonderful um, engagement with the London Marathon and the London Marathon um, had lots of participants from Luton involved and engaged and using the opportunity to fundraise for um, their nominated charities. Now, it's the 39th year of the London Marathon and believe it or not, people, one billion pounds was raised overall. Mashallah, one billion pounds was raised over all with the number of different charities that were being fundraised for, but overall, they were um, accum- the actual amount raised um, from the marathon was a billion pounds. Mashallah, mashallah. But we will be finding out closer to home how our community of Luton participated in this very iconic. A marathon. And um, you may have seen as part of the um, Inspire FM news desk, um, we've, we had the pleasure of, of sharing information about uh, 21 members of our community who participated in the London Marathon, who went on to raise over £60,000, mashallah, um, for research 
to cancer, children with cancer. So we'll be finding out who this participant was um, after 10.30. And we will also be joined by another fantastic guest all the way from London who has been a uh, previous guest on the show who is a uh, qualified coach and nutritionalist and she'll be talking to us how to get ram- how to participate in her Ramadan challenge of getting fit and healthy um, and her name is Saba and she'll be joining me after 10.30 and I'm hoping to also join be joined by author Sophia Khan. Now Sophia Khan is going to be joining um Actually, let me take a step back. Um, The author is Aisha Malik. Um, She will be joining us uh, in Luton as part of a event happening at Luton Libraries. um, And it will be led by Imran Mahmoud. We'll be talking to Aisha Malik, the author of the book Sophia Sophia Khan is Not Obliged, which is a book which is fun, fresh and funny. Um, that's what it's been described as being. And she'll be talking about her book. Um, and she is joining, um, she's part of City Read London, which is an annual celebration of reading. And she is going to be joining us, not from all the way from London, but in Luton, inshallah, as part of um, an author event, which is going to be many of its kind happening in Luton. So I'll be telling you a little bit more details about that. Now, today is... Um, National World Day for Safety and Health at Work. Now, this is a reminder to all employees to make sure that they are keeping in line with their health and safety guides at work. And it's something that's extremely important to make sure that we, um, well, employees are making aware and making sure that their health and safety of the employees are paramount and a priority. So it's today is World um, Day for Safety and Health at work. Um, would um, also like to mention that today's show, we're also talking about Ramadan goals for this year. Uh, Ramadan is clearly an opportunity to better ourselves, to get rid of bad habits and to create good habits that we can continue for the rest of the year. So I would like to ask you guys, what are the goals that you're wanting to maintain and what bad habits are you wanting to get rid of? I hope Inspire FM will help to inspire your journey across Ramadan. We did begin our journey as a station from Radio Ramadan, mashallah, um, keeping you guys company for over 20 years across Ramadan and the journey <coughs> will continue. In order to find out how we're going to do that, then um, the best person to do that with me this morning is no other than Brother Tarek. Assalamu alaikum, Brother Tarek. Welcome, Salam. How are you? I'm very good, brother. Um, thank you so much for joining me this morning. I, um, <laughs> y- you're sounding a little bit ill. What's going on? I mean, uh, firstly, I'd like to apologize to the listeners. Unfortunately, you may be hearing a few coughs and uh, trying to clear the throat. Uh, I've had a bit of a, a cold. I think I'm trying to shrug off since last week, but it doesn't seem to want to leave. Uh, I do hope it leaves before Ramadan. I've got a hectic schedule in Ramadan and the uh, flu is the last thing that I need. Uh, but you're right, uh, Inspire FM did start its uh, journey with Radio Ramadan. Alhamdulillah, all those... 22 years ago, 1997, we started. Wow. Uh, and I think Ramadan in those years was around about February, if I remember correctly. Uh, so, alhamdulillah, yep, we started as Radio Ramadan and we became Inspire of him in 2010. 
2010 and the journey um, <laughs> hasn't slowed down it's got bigger and better mashallah and it's an absolute pleasure to be um, participating in the Ramadan schedule yes the Urban Cube will continue across Ramadan um, and it's definitely my favourite favorite time of the radio um airing schedule but it's not just my show that's going on air brother Tarek you're here with me to kind of um share with us our schedule across Ramadan what can we expect the listeners uh, yep definitely I was actually asked this question by one of our managers uh, a couple of days ago saying what have you got in Ramadan uh, that's going to be uh, slightly different and again I think one of the obvious things is of course we will have the uh, the Seri show uh, which again uh, we don't tend to have outside Ramadan uh, we'll also have of course the Iftari show so the Seri show and Iftari show will both be live uh, so for those of you who do so sometimes uh, some listeners are aware of that and they tend to wake up in the morning and they will kind of listen out for it and they will uh, join in with the seri and sometimes they i don't know some people may kind of sleep through and stuff and maybe just wake up for fajr later on but whatever your routine is if you do wake up then please do join us every morning inshallah starting around about two o'clock we will have the live seri show uh, for you guys throughout ramadan uh, and inshallah also the iftari show as well as that we've got a number of other shows we'll have your regular kind of shows as sister shamaiza said the urban cube uh, will be going on as normal we'll have all your remaining rest of your shows uh, which are c- constantly happening as well as well as that we will have a special zakat show so the national zakat foundation are doing a special show for us every wednesdays at 6 p.m particularly looking at zakat and the various different issues around zakat and i know a lot of people have questions around zakat so it'll be uh, a specific show they've been doing that for us for the last three years so that'll be a special show again the friday night live we'll have uh, some special uh, big speakers inshallah that we're trying to book in for ramadan so again so it'll be friday night uh, special around ramadan whereas friday night special is not friday night is normally known for its uh, uh, political kind of uh, 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 current affairs show it'll be more islamic and uh, religious based inshallah and as well as that we will have a, a special uh, show uh, an actual theme recorded uh, by Sheikh Ahmed which will be across the 30 days of Ramadan and a daily talk which will be around the theme uh, for this Ramadan inshallah wow some really really <coughs> in- inspiring and um, very exciting uh, shows coming up um, which are all related to the theme of Ramadan now um, but why is Ramadan radio so significant for Muslims in Ramadan, do you think? I think it's just because uh, I think all year round uh, we're very busy uh, in our lives. Uh, we have many things going on and Ramadan is just one of those times of the year where everything kind of stops and it's time to reflect and uh, if, if we're not able to do it all year round it's that one time that you can kind of reconnect with Allah SWT and I think uh, from a Raid Ramadan perspective I think it's that one time where everybody is looking towards something to, to find that connection with Allah and sometimes radio is something that does it for them uh, and alhamdulillah what we have found uh, as uh, as the, the local community in Luton is that everybody alhamdulillah in Luton and then we've got a population of about 62,000 Muslims in Luton uh, and I believe everybody out there at some point during Ramadan wherever that you mean that kind of connection they're seeking that connection with whenever it takes them to the radio station I believe whether it's in their cars whether sometimes people have it on in their kitchens I know sometimes I know families who have radios radios in their houses which are switched off and probably even catching dust all year round and they're just hoping when it comes to Ramadan that it works again and <laughs> they'll get it out and it'll be you know, on in their kitchens you mean sometimes 24 hours so Alhamdulillah it's that time where everybody is seeking their own personal connection to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and alhamdulillah uh, I mean we hope and pray that the radio station is kind of helping towards that 
Interestingly, whilst I was growing up, um, like in Ramadan, radio was so significant. And that was my kind of connection with community, Muslim community. Um, And are they the sort of memories that you had as a child? Did you, you know, was there Radio Ramadan around when you were younger? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) I'm not that old. Uh, It was indeed. And uh, I I remember the days too. And sometimes when you play, uh, there's a couple of nuts, uh, which I've kind of like, I mean, kind of grown up with. And and often I remember, and this is often sometimes when I have, I mean, uh, I I do the series show, I ask the listeners the question around, what are your memories of of Ramadan when you were young? Mm -hmm. Uh, Young being in the sense of when you were in your your, your family home with mum, dad, brothers and sisters. And I mean, every Everybody kind of, I mean, who wakes up in the morning first, who takes too long in the toilet, I mean, you, you go and go and do this and it'll be a situation where I remember I come from a pretty large family, I've, I've got four sisters, uh, one brother, uh, mum and dad and my grandma used to live with us as well uh, and we're literally in a situation where, I mean, uh, everybody's downstairs first, my dad was, the, I remember he used to be the last one that used to come down uh, and uh, I can remember that smell of, I mean, parante and, uh, I mean, cooking downstairs in the morning and the radio station was always, always playing, uh, I remember I used to be I mean, come, coming down the stairs and listening to these nods and the, so the radio station is something that we've kind of grown up with and I think most families have as well and and it is we consider it time for family but there is going to be lots of people who are not going to be with family and we are going to have many brothers and sisters revert brothers and sisters yep. um, as well um, so what would you say to them in relation to kind of radio and community and, and connections and the wider community as well and what how should we approach ramadan when it comes to people who may not have family around them one of the, one of the things that uh, and this is again something that that's to be honest is is, a, is kind of inspired uh, the theme for the Ramadan this year is called the journey mm-hmm. uh, and what we're hoping to do is take people through the journey of life uh, as well as their own spiritual journey and and and, and everybody is on in the, on their own spiritual journey and there are different stages in life and different people are at different levels uh, and this is one of the things regard rega- regarding reverts for example a lot of uh, people who have kind of reverted to Islam some reverts may have been a Muslim for the last 20 years for example they may be married married with kids and again they uh, they they're not necessarily seen as those people who who are, who are finding it difficult but there may be some who've maybe con- you mean reverted you mean 20 days ago for example and this may be their first ramadan so again there's different people on different journeys but one of the things that we're really kind of uh promoting this year is for people to uh, do do an iftar at whatever level you can so one of the things of course uh, that we're, we're really kind of hoping people can do uh, and get behind is try to do as many open iftars as possible so whether that may be if you if you're in a position where you can uh, book the local community center for example or, or some sort of a uh, even if it's uh, even if it's a, a small room somewhere uh, that you mean that you're aware of and you maybe maybe only accommodate 10 15 people but do some sort of an open iftar and invite those uh, people who you may know of within your community who may be reverts and even uh, I think it's, an, it's a perfect opportunity to give da'wah as well and re- invite your non-Muslim uh, neighbours as well uh, and, and speak to them uh, as well as that I think I think it's quite key that if you're aware of somebody who is uh, who is a revert and, and, is, and has recently become Muslim uh, and they live alone sometimes you may have single mothers for example mm-hmm. uh, and the children have to be put to bed I mean 7, 8 o'clock for example and you're waiting till late 9 o'clock I remember uh, I, I attended a talk uh, where 
and Lauren Booth came down and she was saying the first I mean earliest couple of memories she's got of Ramadan are of being very lonely uh, because she, I mean, she used to be with her daughter the daughter obviously was going to bed about seven eight o'clock and then she was sitting there for an hour or two to wait to open the I mean her, her fast but waiting alone and then eating alone and uh, and it's, it's, it's a very lonely experience and I think this is something that we should all be aware of uh, and make sure that uh, again we alhamdulillah I think uh, I mean being born up born as Muslims we're very fortunate to have have big families around us and if you've been you I mean if you brought up in Luton all your life you probably have a lot of fr- friends and family as well and there's always some sort of iftar that we invite you to maybe friends it might be family it might be other you I mean the corporate events and stuff where there's various different iftars going on but not everybody has that uh, opportunity you know I think we should look out for those people uh, and I think it's very important for you to uh, be be actively aware of your surroundings of your neighbors uh, and and make sure that you reach out to them and if you know this somebody who's uh, lonely or alone or, or maybe even somebody who Who's, who's who's sick for example mm. make sure that you are there for them uh not not necessarily just only this ramadan but generally i think we should make sure that we we are aware of you I mean our people's rights upon us now um inspire fm has uh yearly had open iftars is there yep. going to be an open iftar a community one Yep, there will be the the big iftar that we do every year. This year is going to be on Friday the 17th of May. Mm-hmm. So Friday the 17th of May. Uh, we're going back home, so to speak. We're going back to St. George's Square uh, in the sense that we started off with St. George's Square. We did a couple there and then we decided to venture out to Wardown Park. And then last year we did it at Pope's Meadow. So this year we're coming back to St. George's Square, inshallah ta'ala. Uh, we're hoping uh, last year we uh, and the previous year, in fact, we had about 1,400, 1,500 people. So this year we're expecting it to be even bigger. Uh, so we're planning and preparing. for maybe up to 2000 people alhamdulillah uh, so it will be on the on friday the 17th of may so you can put that date down in your diaries uh, and again follow follow inspire fm uh, on our website and also our facebook pages for updates and stuff uh, but this year uh, we're hoping for it to be on friday the 17th now if you're wanting volunteers to help at the open iftar how um, can they get in touch with you yep definitely uh, we're going to have a number of uh, activities going on through ramadan uh, from of course the big iftar to uh, various different uh, things of course throughout ramadan and again we're going to speak about uh, one other uh, big event which is taking place uh, also uh, in regards uh, the the inspire eid event uh, one other thing of course uh, for the listeners uh, listening to us of course in sheffield and also uh, on salam radio uh, in in peterborough is around uh, the uh, the share your iftar uh, model that we have so what we're hoping to do is recently our dear brother Fassel who used to work with us here Inspire FM has uh, gone up to uh, Sheffield he's currently of course the station manager at Link FM uh, and what he's recently uh, coordinated and put together uh, is a radio network team so what we effectively have is there's about 17 18 radio stations up and down the country all community radio stations coming together under this one banner of radio community radio network uh, and what we have decided is on Friday the 17th of May where we have the big iftar here in Luton we, they will, we will also have an open iftar up and down the country on that same day across the across the UK inshallah is this record breaking uh, definitely definitely first time i've ever heard of anything like this alhamdulillah oh, sounds and fantastic exactly so what we're saying to people is of course not not every town not every city mm. is going to be able to do an open iftar like yeah. we have we of course been doing it for a number of years now uh, but what we have said is in whatever capacity you can mm-hmm. if you can't do an open iftar the minimum you can do is open your you mean your doors for example to your neighbors of uh, or, or to you mean to to the few people that you may know in 
inshallah. Mm-hmm. So the the idea is, and again for those people listening to us uh, in Peterborough on Salam Radio, or of course Link FM in Sheffield, on Friday the 17th of May, you should be either attending, or in fact even better, uh, doing one yourself, mm-hmm. some sort of an open iftar, where you're inviting uh, members of the public, uh, you mean whether they're known or unknown to you, who you can share the iftar with. And I think it will be amazing if, uh, again, again, you've got a couple of weeks notice now, two, three weeks notice, if you can book some sort of a community centre and speak to your radio stations and I'm sure they will be more than willing to help and support and accommodate this as well where they'll be able to promote it so if you're thinking to yourself well if I book a community centre and nobody turns up I mean how am I going to be able to promote it I don't know that many people I'm sure if you were to book a local community centre your local radio station will help announce it promote it and they will make sure there's people there and they may even attend themselves uh, from the radio station and do do a a bit of a live broadcast from there if it's possible Uh, so again Friday the 17th of May uh, 17, I think it's 17 or 18 radio stations up and down the country will all be celebrating this open iftar record breaking as you said uh, and I think it's amazing if we can all come together and make sure at least on that one day if not every day we can actually open our uh, open our arms, open our hearts, open our doors, uh, community centres, wherever you may be able to do this uh, and share the, share your iftar inshallah. Just want to say a massive big salam to Brother Fassel and Link FM and thank you for for creating this awesome idea it sounds super exciting and um, definitely I think you need to contact the Guinness Book of Records I can see a record being broken here 17 radio stations across the country doing an open iftar for the community and um, participants of their station bringing people together um, at the same time across the country how absolutely Awesome is that. Now, we always like to share great news on Inspire FM. And well, one thing that we're really um, enjoying at the moment is breaking news on Inspire FM's blog. Tell us a little bit more about that, Tarek, because I'm, I'm, I'm reading up some great stories of things that are going on in Luton. And one of those stories I'm going to be sharing on um, after 10.35. But um, we, we now share news stories, don't we, on the Inspire FM blog? Yep, definitely. We have been doing that for the last, uh, I think, uh, just over a month now, alhamdulillah. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, yes, we've been doing that for over a month now, and we're hoping to continue that way. Uh, like you said, there's there's uh, there's plenty of negative stories out there, unfortunately. And positive stories sometimes, regardless of how big they may be, sometimes don't necessarily hit, uh, uh, never mind national news, not even local news. Uh, so one of the aims that we've, we've, uh, we've made out from Inspire from here is to have our own, uh, set up our own kind of uh, media press office uh, or officer where we can actually uh, get our own stories out there. Uh, and what you hopefully find, again, this is why it's very important to follow Inspire from's Facebook page. Keep on, uh, keep going to the Inspire from's website uh, and all this information will be there. So we're hoping Inspire from's website has all these various different stories and updates and projects and events and everything that's happening out there so if you want to know what's going on in Luton check out the Inspire from website and inshallah you'll find that as as being the local hub to be able to find out all the activities inshallah. but we want you guys listening in to share your stories with us as well and share what is happening in and around the community because if you don't share we won't know um, and our pro- our purpose or Inspire FM's purpose is to make sure that these positive stories that are inspiring the community are shared loud and proud and especially across Ramadan. Now the Ramadan is up, is it a week away? 
brother. It is literally a week away. Next week, this time, uh, or maybe on Tuesday, depending okay. on when the when the moon sighting is. Moon we, wars. We possibly could be. <laughs> I hopefully not. Hopefully, no moon wars this time. But um, inshallah, yes. Gosh, the countdown begins. So, how have you been preparing yourself, brother Tarek? What is it that you have been doing, um, health-wise? Are you cutting back on things to kind of get your body in in ready? I was actually listening to a reminder yesterday and they were talking about all sorts of things from, I mean, a lot of people have this uh, uh, thing about having a number of you mean, cups of coffee, for example, or tea during the day and stuff. And Sister Shemaiza picks up a cup of coffee. Uh, and a lot of people can't start first thing in the morning without <gasps> their cup of coffee. And uh, the, the advice generally was to try to cut down on them as much as possible so you don't feel that kind of, you mean, big hit mm-hmm. as soon as it goes into Ramadan. So, uh, But to be honest with myself, uh, I'm not really relying upon coffee or tea if I have it I have it uh, but what I'm what I'm what I was hoping to do was again the general advice is out there uh, food wise obviously is one thing but also from a from a spiritual sense of trying to pray a little extra uh, and read as much Quran as possible uh, so when you actually enter Ramadan I think the biggest problem a lot of people have and again myself included is we don't actually realize Ramadan has actually started unless I mean until for at least a week or so and then we think hang on a minute we're in Ramadan and before you know it you've lost a whole week of it right. and again the blessings of Ramadan we only have 30 days in the whole year mm-hmm. and 29 sometimes so you're in a situation where you don't have a lot of time and I think it's very important to make the most of that time and the only way we can really do that is, is prepare for it with anything that we want to get the most out of whether it's a job or a, you know, even when, we, when you're going out on holidays or whatever you plan it really well think you want to get the most out of the time that we're out there so Ramadan is like that special blessing that we have once a year and I think we should really make the most of it a lot of times people sometimes to be honest only look at the food side of things and say well how am I going to cope for you mean being hungry for this many number of hours it's nothing to do with the hunger it's not about the hunger you I mean the the, the the purpose of 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 Ramadan and the essence of Ramadan is all about you mean improving that connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and I think one of the uh, things that yesterday I remembered which was really kind of uh, critical was around uh, around the, the, uh, the hadith the Prophet where uh, Angel Jibreel asked the Prophet and, and said to him uh, you mean may those people be cursed who uh, Ramadan comes and leaves their life and they don't even make they don't benefit in any way and the Prophet said Amin. So again, so this is the curse from the the, the, the highest of angels and Amin said by the highest of the prophets to the dua that if Ramadan comes and goes and there's no change in our lives and then we are the cursed ones and I mean we pray that Allah SWT protect us from that. Thank you so very much, Brother Tarek, for giving us a um bit of uh, uh, an idea of what we're going to be having across uh, Inspire FM across Ramadan and um, folks we're heading off to a break um, and inshallah I'm going to be joined by a local community activist who ran the London Marathon so do not go away, Um, come back to listen to some more great conversations inspiring snippets on Where Else the Urban Cube, Assalamu Alaikum You're listening to an Inspire FM podcast making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM. Catch a creative vibe on the Urban Cube with Sister Shamiza. Good morning and assalamu alaikum. It is 10.30, Monday 29th of April and you're listening to Shamiza taking it all the way up to 12 o'clock this morning on the Urban Cube Show, a show that celebrates faith-inspired creativity and positive action. 
in around the community and nationally as well. Now it's brought to you on Inspire FM. We're beaming out to the absolutely fantastic people across Luton, surrounding areas, and this morning across Peterborough, Salam Radio and Sheffield Link FM. A massive big good morning and salams to everybody tuning in and would love to find out where you're listening in from. Um, as always, in order to do that, WhatsApp is on 07779481822. Or you can leave a comment on Facebook Live as well. We are Facebook Live people, but um, there is no camera on the guest, just the actual uh, logo sign up there. But um, it'd be lovely to, to find out if you are listening, it really does help. I'm sure you are. Now, I had the pleasure of speaking to Brother Tarek this morning, a uh, uh, a well-known voice across the station, ta- taking me through what we're expecting across our Ramadan a schedule across Inspire FM. It was very inspiring to listen to all the new shows that have been scheduled in, all the older shows with new content. But the the key thing is, it's like we want to create a community feel across Ramadan. And my memories of radio, um, Muslim radio, has always been across the months of Ramadan. That's where I've always felt connected to community. And it really kind of inspired and motivated me as a child with the, the excitement of Ramadan. Um, but just listening listening to all the wonderful output. Um, it would be lovely to find out from you guys. What, what's your earliest memory of Radio Ramadan? Share with us. Tell me, um, you know, what do you recall and what do you remember? Now, on today's show, we're also marking World Day for Safety and Health at Work. Yes, World Day for Safety and Health at Work. And on that note, um, maybe it would be an idea to kind of communicate with your employees, informing them that you will be doing Ramadan and what things you need to kind of make them aware of in regards to health and safety as well whether you need to um, change your routine slightly accordingly um, to make sure that you are uh, working at a pace that doesn't put anybody else in jeopardy Um, because we do get a little bit tired um, because it is a long, long fast. And I do think it's important that you do make sure that your employees are aware of this so that you're you're able to concentrate and work effectively. Now, on today's show, um, we are going to be talking about Ramadan goals, just seven days, six days away way. Um, and it'd be wonderful to kind of, you know, share what your Ramadan goals are. Now, uh, we are at inviting you guys to actually tell us how you're hoping to better yourself. In order to do that, you need to WhatsApp us on 07779481822. Now, Ramadan is always about giving as well as uh, receiving and giving in the form of charity. And it's really, really awesome to be able to speak to um, community members that have got who are consistently giving to charity. And I have the pleasure of speaking to a brother who participated in an event at the weekend. It was no other than the London Marathon, mashallah. And um, this was uh, 
an opportunity for people, not just locally, but nationally to come together to use uh, the marathon, the race to fundraise for a charity of their choice. Now, we had 21, I believe, uh, runners from Luton who who participated in this iconic, iconic marathon, which has been going on for around um, a good number of years. I think it's 39 years. Um, overall, across, all the runners came together and raising not... At, including our 21, of over a billion pounds for charity. Individual runners um, raise money for their own individual charities, but altogether accumulating the full amount came up to a billion pounds. Wow, how awesome. Now, I'm sure you're curious to find out who who were the participants uh, from Luton. Well, I have the absolute pleasure of having no other than Brother Sujil Mia um, on the phone this morning. And I hope he's um, rested well <laughs> doing whilst uh, speaking to me. Assalamu alaikum, Brother Sujil. How are you this morning? Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, fantastic. Brilliant. Over the moon. Over the moon. Tell us why you're over the moon. Uh, I mean, you participated in the iconic London Marathon um, at the weekend. What was that experience like for you? Just amazing. Just amazing. I mean, we've got about 40,000 plus runners. Everybody didn't really, really um, uh, get up to actually finish the marathon. Everybody wants to help each other and they're running for amazing causes. for Luton, Team Luton, we were running for children with cancer, so we had an amazing group of brothers, uh, 21 or so, 100 are going there, raising fantastic amounts of money, a generous amount of money, near over £70,000 we raised for that charity. Wow. So, Alhamdulillah, even though it's quite a grueling experience that requires a lot of commitment and dedication mm. over the last few months to train for it, um, the cause itself kept most of us going, Alhamdulillah, so it was an amazing experience and just everybody really wants to help each other. Along that journey, people are, alhamdulillah, changing, making making many life changes in terms of their health and mm. well-being and um, transforming themselves. So it was an amazing experience, a great sense of belonging to something um, that is uh, quite noble. You know, you've raised some beautiful points there. Noble community, sense of belonging, coming together, helping one another. Um, and this is which was this is really, really something that I could see on my social media. And what was wonderful was how diverse, diverse the marathon was and how many Muslims participated. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. So I mean I mean I mean if you've ever worked in London, when you go on the tube, you know, nobody really talks to you when you're on the train, no one talks to you and everybody's in their own kind of little world and you know, you're on the phone or reading a newspaper, no one engages you, no smile, no eye contact. So when you look on Marathon Day in London Marathon, when you're on the tube, there's this amazing spirit that everybody wants to talk to you, there's a really cheerful atmosphere, everyone's smiling, everyone's kind of let their guards down because everybody knows why they're there. They're either wow. running or they're spectators. And everybody has a, a, a sense of, you know, um, uh, you know, there's a commonality, there's, there's mm-hmm. a sense of common purpose there. And, you know, and everybody lets their guard down. I mean, sometimes you wish that wherever we go, we all felt that we, we, we were valued and we had a sense of belonging. So the marathon does that. It helps people lower their guards and they talk to each other. And, you know, it's, it's a really, enjoy, real enjoyable day, really, for everyone, young, old, children. It's fantastic. 
And that's what I could see in the images I saw. Lots of smiles, lots of, you know, camaraderie. And it is is all about camaraderie, isn't it? It's helping one another, supporting each other. Very, you know, they're just basic things, but they're beautiful. And they really, really do resonate and can make such a massive big difference. Now, your camaraderie was 21 of you. Why 21, brother? How did you all get together and what made you want to participate? I think initially there was four of us that done the London Marathon last year. There was myself, Shad Koyas, Mustak Koyas, and Jamal. Um, and we done the London Marathon. Prior to that, we actually we would do we we done a park run, and that's where it all started. One park run, it happened from a conversation, and then we went on to do the Luton um, Color Run, the food mm-hmm. uh, Color Run, the Food Bank Color Run. And then we decided, yeah, okay, let's do the London Marathon. We put our names in there, and we went for it. And um, after we completed and we raised a significant amount of charity uh, money for Kish Hospice, Luton mm-hmm. Food Bank and Shelter, about £24,000. So Alhamdulillah, people seeing us doing the London Marathon and they said, well, if they can do it, we can do it. That's what happens. When you oh. start doing something, they said, if they can do it, we can do it. We want to run something. Well, there was a charity that we really wanted to work with. It was children with cancer mm-hmm. and we've had some engagement with them here locally through okay. Um, a, a child who's been uh, affected with cancer, and Alhamdulillah, the child's in remission now, Alhamdulillah. Um, and this charity does fantastic work, and so let's, let's do something. So um, we, we said, listen, we've got a, a number of people who want to run, and then word of mouth spread that I really want to do it, and another friend said, I really want to do it. You guys know what you're getting into, fantastic. Um, and you know, when they hear that others are doing it, they just want you to take part. And then we had uh, about 21 people wanting to join the team under and they come from different organizations and different parts of our community and they do, under the banner of team luton not belong to any organization just want to run for mm. a cause and it was amazing so each and every single one of those individuals are amazing they're incredible individuals you know they were always there trying to support each other there's some real healthy competition alhamdulillah but, you know, That's why I want to ask you, how competitive yeah. are you guys? Because I've heard you guys are. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, nice. it's a bit of a banter, really. Sam, but we're, not, we're not competing like on more fire level or anything like that. So we've done a number of runs, you know, uh, run-up runs from all the way down to, we've gone to Marrakesh and we've done charity runs in Marrakesh to Bedford, Milton Keynes and other places. Um, and we, and we, you, you need that bit of banter, that little bit of competition. Um, and it's fun. It's enjoyable. It's not, there's no kind of, you know, bad intent, just, oh, am I going to get in front of my, am I going to get in front of my, uh, this brother, who's going to take him out, who's working with him. Do you know what, it's all good, as long as you, you get to the end line and the money is raised, it's all worth it, and how long did it take you guys to actually train for this event, because it's a grueling process, it's like you've got to get yourself, not just physically, but mentally ready for for this run, and how long is the actual, how long was the run? The run was, I mean, basically, I think we started from Love Luton, so that was in October. Mm-hmm. So we ran in Love Luton for, uh, for children and cancer as well. So prior to that, so everybody's building up from September, I think. Yeah? It's mm-hmm. a long period because mm-hmm. many of us, we're not professional runners or anything like that. We're just having a, you know, we're seeing that we can do something, that we can run, everybody can run. So what is your day job, brother? What sort of day jobs do you guys do professionally? Um, yeah, so um, myself, I'm in training and development, so okay. on my feet, and it's training and development. Many other people come from different backgrounds and business things. Um, so it's about finding the time. It's, mm. There's a commitment level that's needed, so you're doing a re- uh, at least three runs minimum a week. 
So you're doing uh, two short runs during wow. the week and then a long mm. run during the weekend and you're building up. And to be honest, you know, everybody, you know, stuck the time because when, 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 you, when you're in a, a group, WhatsApp group or you're on Strava, whatever it is that you use to actually support us with our runs, when you think others run, encourages you to run and everybody's supporting you, helping you with your diet and your tips what to take, you know, getting some consistency in terms of mm. how you're preparing yourself physically, mainly mentally. But the amazing thing is everyone finished this time. Everyone finished. It doesn't matter where you've mm, come, mm. you've finished. And I was talking to a couple of the brothers yesterday, and one brother particularly, two brothers particularly. One brother whose name is uh, Khudul, alhamdulillah, he did, you know, may, may Allah bless him, you know, he, he had, he was at 25 stone about a year ago. And he's had an amazing journey from where he's come from. And he said, you know, he spoke to one of the friends, his friend Kamal, who was running with us as well. Uh, he's been running with us. And he said, look, I want to do this, get into running and then he signed up for the marathon and he got that support. And he, he's gone down to, I think, 15 or uh, 15, wow. 15 stones from where he was. There's another brother, Rana. Rana, mashallah. So he he had sleep apnea. So he was sleeping with oxygen mask. He had, I think, diabetes, high blood me. pressure, cholesterol, mm-hmm. everything. By the time we've come to the marathon, he's no longer using a sleep uh, uh, oxygen mask. He hasn't got sleep apnea. He hasn't got diabetes. He hasn't got high cholesterol. He hasn't got blood pressure issues. Alhamdulillah, so running, getting into some kind of, you know, you know, a wow. physical activity, mm. light, but it's regular. We had a, a GP running with us. We had a head of a head of a school running with us as well as part of the team. So people came from different professions. So they were, or everybody was able to support with their experiences. Mm. And um, it was just a beautiful family kind of uh, belonging. Everybody wanted to just look after each other, push other on. People were waiting for each other. No one leaves until the last person is finished. So uh, the last person finished around seven hours, I think. Wow. Um, so, um, but you know, it, it, it's just like that. We want everybody to um, be successful in terms of what their goals are. And at the end of it, if they finished, they've made it. Alhamdulillah. And everybody finished. And that was the most important thing. That, and what an absolute celebration that is to have yeah. everybody finish and to be safe and to be together. What uh, It just sounds phenomenal and um, really, really exciting as well. Brother, really are you planning yeah. another run? Yeah, we're going to run. But uh, we, we, <laughs> next, uh, I think the next marathon, as one of the brothers was saying, next marathon, London marathon is in Ramadan. So we're not going to do that. But alhamdulillah, we might stick to the half marathons and maybe a marathon here. We'll, we'll see what will happen. But we're already planning for different runs because mm-hmm. we know that it, it's just something people want to do. And it's, when, mm-hmm. when, you're in, when you're running, you've got that time to yourself. You're okay. either going, you've got a good, if you're running, then you've got some time to yourself, the time to think, get away from things, increase your, yeah, releases some dopamine inside you, those happy pills that we all need, you know. Um, and it's really good to let go of things and have mm. a break from everything that's around you. But you do with people who are very much share something with you, who want to just get out there and let go of things and just mm. have a conversation with you, have mm. a bit of a laugh. And it's amazing. It's amazing. And you're looking after your health at the same time. Of course. There are so there are a multitude of benefits of running as well as the yeah. mental health benefits and more needs to be done. And I hope you've inspired many people to get involved and engage. Folks, if you've just tuned in, you are listening to The Urban Cue with Misha Miser on Inspire FM. The time is 10.45 and I'm listening um, to and speaking to a very remarkable brother who's really made his mark across the London Marathon. 
Jonathan, and he didn't do it on his own. He was joined by another 20 other brothers who came from Luton to help support the charity, which is Cancer for Children. And Martial Arts raised cancer. children's cancer, and it's raised, they raised over 40,000 pounds. 70,000. 70. Oh. <laughs> I start. Do you know what, brother? I started with thirty, then I went to forty. Now I'm going up to seventy. <laughs> I need to say this yeah, again. Exactly. You need to tell me exactly what the figure is. Seventy. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, over seventy thousand. That is phenomenal. Phenomenal yeah. amount of money. Money raised with love and passion for the treatment of the cho- of these children who are facing cancer. An unfortunate, unfortunate disease mashallah now um it's been an absolute pleasure brother sujil speaking to you this morning um as part of team luton who really are your you know you guys are an incredible 21 strong team that uh, supported one another amongst thousands and thousands of people how many people were actually at the london marathon exactly over 40 over 40,000 a phenomenal number of people and this was a 39th marathon i believe which raised altogether up to about a billion pounds Mm. mashallah mashallah for lots of different charities and lots of different causes now brother you participate in a lot of fundraising events, but it's not the only work that you're involved in. I understand that you're also part of the community awards as well. Um, tell us a little bit about that and um, and what that is. Yeah, so I'm part of the community awards. I'm, I mean, I've been a judge for a number of years with them. Um, it's very much um, the founders, really, and the idea comes from uh, was born from Mushtaq Koyas, really, from community distribution. And the award is about celebrating um, local heroes, let's say. Local heroes or local people who have actually made a difference to the lives of others or touched people's lives really, um, in, in various capacities, in various sectors, various areas. And this is the 10th year coming up. When I think it's, the award is on the 10th of um, October, I believe. So the applications are open now. Mm-hmm. And it's about recognizing those individuals that are in your life, or in your workplace, or in your family, etc., who actually Done, done something remarkable, done something that has actually touched someone's life or made a difference or they've committed in a, in a certain way and it's about celebrating that. And Luton, we have a lot of good work that's happening here. There's a lot of goodness happening here. There's a, there's a lot of people that are helping others and sacrificing something from their time, from their wealth, you know, uh, and, uh, you know, wherever they can. And it's about recognizing them, celebrating that and encouraging people to do more of that, really, that goodness in Luton. There is something about Luton which not everybody gets to see and this is what this community awards is about is making sure that those hidden heroes are celebrated loud and proud and the community awards 10 years this is the 10th year and so it's not going anywhere people it's strong it's it wants you guys to get involved make sure you nominate those local heroes the event will be happening in October is that correct that's right. So the applications are available on the Community Institute website, and there's different um, set, um, different uh, um, uh, awards for somebody who's done something phenomenal or remarkable or touched someone's life in the health sector, in the business sector, in the teaching sector. So it's uh, the charity of the year, etc. So you know, there's a wide variety of areas, you know, that people can, you know, um, you know put an application in that's uh, about uh, about an individual who's made a difference. Somehow. And in the, in the world that we want to live in is when we wake up in the morning, when we wake up with the kind of thought or the questions like, what difference do I want to make? 
well, how can I help somebody? And imagine if we had a lot more people in our town. And out of our town, we can mm. do that for It clearly would be. The world would be a better place, inshallah. And we need this type of um, recognition to remind everybody that, you know what, we do live in a good place. Um, And and especially in Luton. Luton's wonderful. Now... um, Brother Sujil, you've, uh, you know, on today's show, um, you've given me your time. Bless you. You have like won, uh, sorry, you ran the London Marathon, which was not an easy thing to do. Um, you sound so much full of energy. It's, it doesn't even sound as if you ran a marathon. <laughs> um, thank you so very much for joining me this morning. But I also want to ask you, because the question we're asking our listeners this morning is about Ramadan goals. It's a week away, brother. Are there, is there anything that you want to let go of um, and improve on? across Ramadan? Alhamdulillah, I was, just, I was just thinking about how we prepare for um, the marathon or anything in our life. We've got a goal, we've got a date, and, and I was thinking, subhanAllah, reflecting upon that, when, when Ramadan's just around the corner, a week away, why aren't we doing the same? And um, and I'm just looking at my, my goals and, and seeing how much Quran do I want to read, how much time do I want to, want, do I want to spend in reflection uh, with my relationship with Allah, um, so I'm looking at those kind of aspects where I can become connect better with um, with Allah in terms of my relationship, um, in my salah, uh, in my du'as, um, in my actions. Um, so the, those are the particular goals that I, I'm, I'm looking to focus on. Just really switch off from other things. And I, mm. what I try to tend to do, and I'm going to try to tend to do a bit more, is social media, WhatsApp. You can give that all a break. You know, mm. just kind of be really. Um, and I remember doing that like, a, a, a couple of years ago where, you know, social media, emails, etc., they get turned off at a certain time. WhatsApp you just, and other social media things that's on your phone, just take them off. You know, you, you're not going to miss. The world's not going to kind of collapse around you. Give a little break, you know, just have some time for yourself and your, um, you know, opportunities for you to reflect. And, and, you know, it just takes a lot of weight off your shoulders. You don't have to worry about what other people are saying or, you know, if you missed out something, you know, sometimes we have this, home or fear of missing out, mm. you're not really missing out on anything, but you can maximize that time because Ramadan only comes around once and many people that we know that were around last year are not around anymore, so mm. this might be our last Ramadan, how productive do you want to make it? One of the ways you can do it, try to take out some of those distractions mm-hmm. so we can focus on ourselves and our families around us. And I thought family is going to be really important from this time, you know, how much more I can do with my family, my children as a father um, uh, in terms of spending time with them in Ramadan. And, and focusing on Ibadah as, as a family. And you've raised a really, really, really beautiful point there is the fact that um, spending time with family and when we are distracted with social media and work, we don't really get to focus on those that are, de- are close mm. to us. So I'm hoping mm. that we're going to see a lot more of this. And this is a lesson to me um, and hopefully inspire listeners as well, inshallah, to do so. Because I think social media is something that does take a lot of our lives, more than we really need, yeah. to, need it to. Crazy. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. And you don't miss out on anything. You don't miss out on anything at all. But we just feel like we can't leave them. When we come into the house, we should leave it where our key. I say to my, my family, just leave the phone where, the, where you put the keys. Just leave it there. Just switch off. You come into the home, leave it there. Because every time you come into the home with your phone, you bring others with you. And you don't ah. need to get distracted all that. Mm, mm. Get, you know, focus on your children. They're growing up fast. Uh, mm. look at uh, as a father, and I'm sure you're a parent. Our children are growing up really, really fast, you know. Um, maybe, too fast. Fast. maybe too fast. Maybe too fast. They're changing. Mm. When was the last time we really had a conversation mm. with them? And when we had a real conversation with them, how, how much time do you really enjoy with them? There's a halwa, there's a sweetness 
that we we had it's going back to that sweetness and you can find that in the way you worship and there's many ways we can worship whether it's doing a charity act whether it's uh, reading the quran together or reading a book together or walking somewhere together to salah together alhamdulillah those are the basic things that really enrich our lives give us a sense of fulfillment sense of meaning and that's what we need to get back to time. It sounds if you've got the plan already, brother. It does. It really does. Very, very inspiring. Now, brother, just before you leave, um, it is World Day for Safety and Health at Work. And now, um, do you think it's important for our Muslim brothers and sisters to make their employees aware that they're fasting and for employees to take note of maybe enabling slight routine changes in the workplace? Yeah, I think it's really important. I think it's also about, you know, some of our uh, colleagues in the workplace, some of our managers, etc. And I work with a lot of businesses that are not aware of um, of Ramadan and how that impacts on uh, on, on Muslims, etc. And it's not about taking, you know, liberties or anything like that, mm-hmm. but it's just about informing that, that we're going. It's just, and most managers, most of workers are, are understandable and make my adjustments because they know that you're having a long fast. And, but it's also an opportunity for us to tell them what Ramadan is. Mm. It's a real opportunity. And last year we had an initiative, you know, you know, there was an initiative with Discovery Islam, uh, supported by the Luton Mosque, etc. Et there's a there's a how-to guide of, or how, you know, you know, a Ramadan guide mm-hmm. for employers. And it's often just, I mean, get yourself, get get that guide. It's, it's probably on the the Discovery Islam, Discover Islam Luton website around, you know, uh, uh, the Ramadan guide for employers. That's and just share with them, or your Ramadan guide for schools. Share with them because. One of our opportunities mm-hmm. is telling them about Ramadan. And, okay, that's just about my needs and just being aware of you know some of the things that's gonna you know be going what I'm gonna be going through and you know just being aware, reading mm-hmm. more than anything else. But it's also an opportunity to really share with them the message of Ramadan, and that that would be a really good place to start. Brilliant. Thank you so very much, brother, for that reminder, and thank you so very much for joining us this morning. Have a blessed, yeah. beautiful Ramadan. From all of us at Inspire FM. That was, you're very welcome. That was Brother Sujil joining me this morning. I'm heading off to a break. After the break, I'm joined by Sabah from Sabah's Fitness, talking to us about fitness goals and Ramadan. Assalamu alaikum. Join me straight after this. We always want to know how to look after our health or the health and well-being of our loved ones. We always like to know what are the best exercises to adopt or we want to know how to access certain health services. We address these and many similar health-related queries and advice in the Health and Fitness Show with me, Fahad Mateen, on every Thursday at 6 p.m. Catch a creative vibe on the Urban Cube with Sister Shamiza. Good morning and assalamu alaikum. It's 11 o'clock on Monday, 29th of April, and I'm Shamiza taking you all the way up to 12 o'clock this morning on a show celebrating Ramadan goals. Yes, you've heard it. A week away. That's all there is. A week away to the blessed month of Ramadan. And on today's show, I've had the pleasure of speaking to guests in the studio over the phone, that are local and national, um, to share with me their Ramadan 
lifestyle goals as well as um, staying fit as well. We had the pleasure of speaking to Brother Tarek, a regular voice on Inspire FM. You'll know the voice. He's the man behind Rise and Shine Show. And Brother Tarek joined me this morning to tell us about some very exciting um, schedule, Ramadan schedules across the airwaves, keeping you guys company across Ramadan. And he also spoke about a very exciting, exciting event that's going to be happening. There's going to be a iftar uh, with 17 radio stations across the country being opened. The fast is going to be open at the same time, inshallah. And um, that's the first time ever. So we're going to be keeping tabs on that and giving you more information regarding that. Um, also joined by another remarkable, remarkable local hero. I'm going to call him a hero, local um, brother who participated in the marathon, the London Marathon. And he wasn't on his own. There was another 20 brothers from Luton that came together to help fundraise um, for children with cancer. So they raised over £70,000, mashallah, um, with this effort at the uh, London Marathon. And it was Team Luton. Uh, They came together for charity Children with Cancer. And they, um, their objective was to help raise up to £50,000, but they exceeded the target and they were able to raise 70000 Mashallah, mashallah. Now, um, Brother Sujal also spoke about his Ramadan goals as well. And one thing that was very, very poignant in his message was to give up social media. Put it down. When you come into your, come in after work, put your phone down, switch it off, and then um, focus on your family. Um, and I just thought there was some really, really beautiful advice there as well. Also spoke to him about World Safety at Work Day, World Safety and Health at Work Day. Um, and he did talk about um, making sure that we do make our employees aware of um, the fact that it is Ramadan to keep them aware. And also it's an opportunity to educate educate the wider community of what Ramadan is all about too. And he mentioned that on the Discover Islam website, there's actually a link that is for employees with a guide on um, things that need to know about Ramadan, which I think is some great advice there too. Now, folks, we are asking you this morning, what are your Ramadan goals? What are you going to hopefully achieve? And what are you hoping to kind of give up across Ramadan? Um, This is something I'm going to be asking across my shows across Ramadan. Alhamdulillah, I have um, the opportunity to to go live across Ramadan. I have done for the last, I think, seven years. This will be my eighth Ramadan um, series. And what's interesting is I actually started off my radio career um, in Ramadan many, many years ago when it first became 24 hours. When Radio Ramadan became Inspire FM, I had the absolute pleasure of starting my show then. And um, yeah, and uh, eight years on still sat here. So I hope you'll keep me company and also keep me updated with the great events that are happening locally and nationally. They're actually making change across Ramadan, across people's life. If there is anything that you're doing that's green, sustainable, um, ethical, or just um, you're, you know, uh, thinking about the environment across Ramadan, if there's any projects that you're doing that are open, um, that are iftar, 
related for the community, please do get me involved if there's anything creative you're doing because the Urban Cube show is about creativity. It's about celebrating creativity, faith-inspired creativity and positive action. So if there's anything that you're involved in and engaged with, you know I want to know. You know I want to share it. Now, the show today is repeated at 8 p.m. 8pm um, and you can actually catch us on iTunes and Spotify. We also have a podcast as well. So there's no way you can miss the show. There's always opportunities to catch up with us. Um, we also talked about news, the Inspire FM news desk. We want to share the, the wonderful stories from the heart of our town and we want to share them loud and proud. And Inspire FM has now a press office and we will be um, making sure that we're making people aware of those great stories on our blog as well. And some of those stories, um, what we were we were very proud in sharing was the fact that we had 21 brothers from Luton that were called Team Luton who participated in the uh, London Marathon. And uh, Marshall are going on to raise uh, £70,000. And uh, Sujil Mia, the brother particip- who participated, joined me this morning to share his story, share his journey. And what was really, really quite significant was the community camaraderie, the way people connected, the way they were, there was a togetherness. There was such a heartfelt connection between all those participating because they all knew why they were there. It wasn't about themselves. It was about giving to others. And this is what Ramadan is also about. It's about giving to others, learning um, to reflect inwardly, but externally making sure that we are being showing kindness and love through charity and through our actions as well. So it was really, really quite remarkable listening to Brother Sujil and I was really quite inspired by the, the, the simple things he spoke of and that was kindness, community, um, connection and the fact that communication is key um the communication facial expressions seeing those the smiles um amongst all those participants and the fact is nobody uh, everybody helped one another through this iconic race and it was iconic it's 39 years going strong. And what was really, really beautiful was the number of um, people that uh, on my social media that had relatives participating. Um, It's like everybody knew somebody that participated in the London Marathon. Um, And that's what made it really, really special. And um, I'm going to mention, I'm going to say something. I've always associated the London Marathon to kind of maybe be a sort of like a, um, a middle class white event. But I'm seeing more and more people from all backgrounds, very, very diverse communities coming together. It's a real celebration of community and the diversity of this country as well. Beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Now, I'm not the only one that's going to be talking about keeping fit and marathons. I'm going to be joined by another fantastic guest on the show. She It's not the first time she's joining me. It's the second time. Um, and I was really quite enamoured by her energy, her vibrancy and her passion for keeping fit and um, a nutrition as well. She's going to be talking to me very, very shortly on the show to talk to her, uh, to talk to you guys about how to stay fit across Ramadan. Ramadan um, and sharing her Ramadan plan as well, which is free to, to do, mashallah. So her name is Sabah and she's part of Sabah Fitness and she'll be joining us very, very shortly. Now, folks, we are also inviting you guys to get involved with any of the conversations that you're that we're having on the show today. If you've got any tips, um, 
or any goals that you'd like to share with us, please feel free to do so. I also want to point out that um, our guests are presenting their opinion. Um, medical advice needs to be sought out, folks. Please do check with your doctor or your nurse, whomever you are, um, who you see medically, uh, about any of the things that we are discussing on today's show. These are professionals in their own right, but um, but obviously you guys um, need to make sure that you are getting expert advice medically from um, the, the relevant source, inshallah. Now, uh, folks, it is the Urban Cube. It is the Urban Cube you're listening to. And um, the the, uh, show is... uh going live and direct between uh, 12 o'clock up till 12 o'clock and um, on the show today I am now going to be joined by another remarkable guest who her name is Saba and she's going to be talking to us about staying fit across Ramadan inshallah um if you've got any questions about healthy well just like you know fitness fitness goals then she's the lady to listen into but as I've already said please do make sure you get the relevant medical advice from um, the relevant source as well. Today's topic of the show is Ramadan goals. Are there any goals that you need to that you're hoping to apply Um, be that uh, spiritually be that physically is the things that you're hoping to make sure that you get you get rid of you're not wanting to do anymore and um, would love to find out from you because it is all about an opportunity to better ourselves uh, an opportunity to get rid of bad habits and to create good habits that we can continue for the rest of the year so it's not just for four weeks hopefully uh, you'll you'll be able to do this um, across Ramadan as well now brother Tarek earlier on mentioned about coffee people find it very very difficult to kind of um, ease away from coffee you know what that is my problem. I have serious issues with like coffee um, and I've got to really, really try in the next couple of days to kind of like ease myself out from uh, coffee, hopefully. I know I can do it, but I just need to be a little bit more, um, a little bit stronger about that. Maybe Subba might be able to give me some good advice and tips. Now, Subba is a level four reps qualified strength and conditioning coach and certified exercise and sports nutritionist who has worked in the industry for over 10 years. Now, she's helped hundreds of people lose weight, burn fat, tone up and gain lean muscle and specializes in women's only fitness. She runs classes in and around London and is successful and is a successful online coach and is on a mission to empower women across the world by breaking down any barriers that may stop women from working out. Now, she believes that every woman should be able to work out and feel good about themselves regardless of where they are and what they do. Assalamu alaikum, Saba. Well, how are you? I'm very well. I'm very well, my dear. Thank you so very much for joining um, the Urban Cube show. Now, not for the first time. This will be the second time. Well, my pleasure, Lo. Thank you very much for inviting me on the show. Now, Saba, we've been talking about Ramadan goals, and this, and you're not shy from this because your purpose, inshallah, across Ramadan is to get everybody Ramadan fit and ready. And and how are you hoping to do that? Yeah, I mean, exactly. You know, I think the uh, common misconception that comes to me with Ramadan is, oh my God, I'm not going to eat, so I can't be working out, I can't do any exercise. 
Um, they want to try, you know, people like to try and lose weight during Ramadan, but if they're not eating the right foods, we end up overeating, eating the wrong foods, and, and going over our calorie limits for the day, and ultimately gain weight by the end of Ramadan. Um, so I put together a challenge uh, to try and get everyone out there to move a little bit more and eat a little bit better to make Ramadan a lot more healthier. Uh, Saba, you know me, I'd be like, why would I want to do that? You know, I just want to rest. Yep. <laughs> I know, and that is the same with the majority of people. Um, but you'll find the healthier that you eat, the more energy that you're going to have as well. Mm. A lot of the time it's the food that kind of drags us down a little bit. Mm. Um, and just even doing like a light walk in the day, 20 minutes or so, uh, not very, not necessarily brisk or, or fast walk, just a nice, nice leisurely walk. That as well will get your energy levels back up, um, hopefully. That's the plan, inshallah. Why do you feel that this is important for you to, for you to do? Why did you want to reach out to um, the community with this Ramadan plan? Um, there's a huge demand at the moment. I've been asked by lots of sisters, um, inside and outside of the UK in terms of what do I eat in Ramadan? Like mm. Fitness is huge everywhere. Mm. Um, and that's the same within anyone that's following and Islam and fasting as well. For Muslim women, they want to try and eat right. They just don't know how or when or what to do. Um, and there's a lot of misconceptions out there as well in terms of what people should be eating in Ramadan. So that's why I want to try and reach out to females as much as I can. Mm-hmm. The demand is there. People need it. People want it. There is definitely a demand. It's a growing demand, which is a wonderful thing to see. Now, your journey towards healthy lifestyle and fitness, when did it begin? Um, it began very, very early on, if I'm honest with you. Uh, I used to row when I was in school. I used to row for Pennington. Uh, played a lot of karate, did basketball, badminton. was very, very active. Um, and as I was going into my A-levels, I was in the RF cadet. Wow. Um, it just kind of... Yeah, it's spiralled on from there, if I'm honest with you. It's always been a passion. And you you don't sit still, do you? I mean, that's a really eclectic, <laughs> sporty and active um, journey that you've had, something that we don't normally associate uh, girls with, but um, a yeah. Muslim girl with a hijab wearing Muslim girl as well, mashallah. So did you, yeah. feel, did you, was there any barriers did you come across? Um, yeah, I mean, you, you do get the, the common barrier, which is, you know, you're, you're a Muslim, you're a female, you really love to work in the gym. Mm. Um, but as long as we stay within the confines of Islam, like, there's nothing wrong with that. And health is ultimately yeah, in a manner, we need to protect it. The, the main kind of misconception was, oh, you work in a gym. Mm. And people quite perplexed by it. That would probably be the biggest one, if I'm honest. So when you say in the confines of Islam, what, do you, what does that actually mean when it comes to health and exercise and, and as, as, a, as a Muslim woman? Uh, staying modest is the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, making sure that, yeah, this is why I specialise in women's only fitness as well, just working with the women that we've got as much as possible. Um, again, trying not to put ourselves out there uh, that will make us seem any less modest or mm-hmm. that we should get calm at any point, especially when we're teaching classes. That's another big one as well. Um, that would be the main thing, if I'm honest. Modest sportswear seems to be growing as an industry. How easy has it been for you or how, you know, did you face any barriers, um, say, a couple of years ago, trying to access uh, 
exercise clothing that was practical and modest? Massively. Um, it's been very, very difficult. A lot of the time, the stuff that you see um, is very big, it's very oversized, and it's very, very hot. Mm. Um, even at work, because I work in a commercial gym as well, so at David Lloyd, it's the same thing. They don't actually provide modest wear um, mm. or alternatives necessarily for females. Mm-hmm. So the majority of it is like you need to wear leggings, you can't wear a top on top, like a very small T-shirt. Uh, but luckily, um, I was I was lucky in the fact that actually they said, okay, if you can't wear leggings, you can wear um, something else that is a little bit more modest. But mm-hmm. fine. But the alternative for a T-shirt is wearing a very very thick fleece, right? Um, which summertime gets very hot. So is there? So, so what are you accessing then? What are you able to get hold of? Are, and are the large sports company addressing this? They're starting to address it more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, Nike, for instance, they've branched into that, that remit. They've got the hijabs out there as well, the sports hijabs, which are really, really helpful, really good. Uh, longer T-shirts, Adidas as well, Reebok. The largest sports companies are starting to provide it. Because the demand is enormous, like you said, but especially the last couple of years, it's been huge. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's something that you might want to venture in? Uh, yeah, I mean, I have started to venture into that remit. Um, I've looked into designing modest fitness wear, uh, healthy hijabis. So, again, it's, you know, your longer hoodies that are slightly shorter at the front. Mm-hmm. So, trying not to compromise on movement. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, it's light, it's dry fit, it's nothing that's going to, be too overbearing when you're working out because the last thing you want is just getting super hot when you're trying to work out as hard enough as it is. We don't really particularly want to make that any harder. Now, working out means sweating it out, right? Women glisten. We don't sweat, we glisten. Um, (laughs) And Ramadan is a time where you're wanting to keep the fluids that you have in your body in your body and not get rid of them. So how are you going to, so what suggestions are you going to give to those people that want to, women that want to stay fit across Ramadan so they don't lose um, or, you know, get dehydrated? The main thing is, unless you're preparing for a marathon of some description, um, please don't do too much cardio. Mm-hmm. I know us females, we do like our cardio. However, during Ramadan, unless you've got a strict event that you're preparing for, try and avoid cardio because all that's going to do is push you into um, a massive calorie deficit and it's going to make you feel tired. It's going to make you feel very, very thirsty. So the last thing you want to be doing is heavy cardio, um, the other thing to kind of bear in mind is deadlift, um, so using weight. That is one particular movement that, if you do it wrong, will cause you a huge injury. Now, when you're fasting, your energy levels are low anyways, um, and it's a movement that's going to put you at risk of injury the most. So that's another one to try and avoid. Uh, if you can, try and help um, fasting after, uh, so exercising after iftar, mm-hmm. please do. Um Try and do it after a start as much as possible. But I'm now, I know it is difficult trying to fit it in with muslim and Badawi and food as well. Like trying to cram it in can be difficult. So the other alternative is as close to a start as you can. So if it's like an hour before, uh, an hour and a half before, that would be ideal just so that you can make sure you're, you're recovering correctly with the right foods afterwards. Now we're going to be talking about 
foods and diet after the break, um, which I'm really, really interested in hearing about. But but I'm going to go back to um, something that you said. You mentioned the marathon. Now, um, as a train trainee, you know, you train people as well. Was there anybody that you trained for the marathon? And is it something yeah. you participated in? Um, I've done two fighting marathons myself, a wow. uh, 26-mile and a 30-mile. Uh, I had one lady doing the London Marathon yesterday. Wow. Uh, alhamdulillah, she did really, really well. She's been training for quite a long time now and um, getting in three or four runs a week easily and mileage gradually going up to 24, 25 miles before the marathon. Um, and alhamdulillah, she managed to do it. She did well. Uh, she did it just over four hours, injury-free. Her recovery rate was really, really good as well. Wonderful. And were you cheering her on? I was. I was on the edge the whole day, <laughs> uh, just making sure that she's okay, she's feeling okay. Mashallah. No injuries, she hasn't fallen. Um, it's really, really exciting. It really, really fun. Um, and you yourself, as somebody who is passionate about sports and, and healthy living and lifestyle, what, from your perspective, what does the marathon mean, the London Marathon mean to all these people that are participating? There were lots of people, there were 40,000 people participating this year there was a lot yeah yeah, yeah, there was a lot and it's a combination of wanting to do it for particular reasons Mm -hmm. and so if they're raising money for a particular charity that's quite close to home for them and that's one big one but a lot of the time it's the mental energy as well as the physical Mm -hmm. Uh, trying to push yourself through 26 miles is intense that takes completely different type of energy wow an energy that you know is so admirable I can't even say that word. It's yeah. such a big word, but they did it. Now, we, I don't know if you are familiar with my guest um, earlier on. There was 21 brothers, mashallah, from Luton yeah. that participated and are raising over £70,000 for yeah, chi- children um, impacted by cancer for the charity. Um, the charity yeah. is called, I need to say this correctly because I'm getting, it's uh, Children yeah. for Cancer. That's what the charity is called. Um, mashallah. Yeah. And it's just that passion and commitment is phenomenal. Yeah, massively. It's so, so amazing, mashallah. Amazing. And um, are there, you know, your experience from running the marathon itself, um, that's another area that we don't normally associate, like, you know, women participating in, in particular Muslim women. You know, um, do forgive me, people. I know that women run the marathon and have run the marathon, but um, in in regards to Muslim women participating, um, is this a new phenomenon? It is starting to become that way, if I'm honest, and especially with the park runs that happen now. Uh, over the weekend, there's so much footfall there. You see a lot more uh, Muslim women especially joining in with that and then now trying to branch into things like Tough Mudder. Uh, so I'm taking a group on the 5th of October this year, inshallah, I've got over 30, 30 women that are doing it, which is amazing. Um, it is starting to become more, um, way more popular. Wow. What other activities are you uh, engaged with or getting involved with? Um, there's several of things. Uh, a lot of the time, it's at the moment, being Ramadan, there's loads of different activities going on. So the Ramadan challenge, trying to do walks in Richmond Park, Bishy Park, um, and looking out just slightly wider than London as well, just to get females active. Uh, and then there's a few duathlons that are happening as well. I've got a few people 
that are going into those and then moving into September, October time is tough mother time. So it's a busy, busy, busy year this time. Sounds busy. You're tiring me out just talking about it. <laughs> Folks, if you've Hopefully just... we'll get you on one as well. Oh, inshallah, inshallah, she says. <laughs> inshallah, I will. I do need to. I think this is what my goal is for um, 2019 and beyond, inshallah, because I do enjoy running. There is something about running um, and the endorphins that are released by that, and it's the, the contemplating yeah. that time for thinking. And this is what Brother Sujal was talking about as well. He was talking, it's time to kind of think and reflect. It's a great place to be. Yeah. And I'm seeing more and more people kind of like, you know, taking running challenges because um, it's quite cost yeah. effective. Um, and you don't have to, you know, you can do that outdoors um, at a local park as well, which is enables exactly. you to have fresh air. Uh, and um, stay healthy and fit too. Folks, I'm heading off to a break. After the break, I'll be still joined by Subba from Subs Fitness talking to us about her Ramadan planner and keeping you guys healthy and fit across Ramadan. We're also asking about Ramadan goals. What are your Ramadan goals? What are you doing to kind of better yourself? And what are you trying, what are you hoping to remove out of your lifestyle in order to make those improvements, Ramadan and beyond? Now, if there are any activities or events that are happening, please do get in touch with us we'd love to share what you're getting involved with um, on 07779481822 so straight after the break Sabah will stay with us and we'll be talking about diets diets straight after this so join me straight after this break when we're having more conversations on the urban queue with myself Shamiza and Sabah assalamu alaikum inspiring the Luton community this is inspire on 105.1 fm catch a creative vibe on the urban cube with sister shamiza Assalamu alaikum and a very good morning to you. It's 11.30, Monday 29th of April and it's Shamiza taking you all the way up to 12 o'clock on Where Else? It's the Urban Cube brought to you on Inspire FM, taking you live and direct across the surrounding areas, Peterborough and Sheffield this morning. I hope you're well wherever you're tuning in from and you're having a wonderful start to the week and you've had a fantastic weekend. The weather is looking quite fine. I mean, it wasn't like this across the weekend. It was slightly Windy. I hope it didn't impact you too, too uh, tremendously. I mean, the, the storm was called Storm Hannah. Goodness me. Um, I, I've, I'm always curious to know why they name the storms after women. Maybe my guest, who's uh, who's a, uh, a a bit of a whirlwind herself, would be able to answer that. I'm talking about no other than a health and fitness um, specialist. Subba of Sabs Fitness. Now she is a qualified strength and conditioning coach and certified exercise and sports nutritionist who's worked in the industry for over 10 years. Now she's helped hundreds of people lose weight, burn fat and tone up and gain lean muscle and specializes in women's only fitness. She runs classes in around London and is a successful online coach and is on a mission to empower women across the world by breaking down any barriers that they may stop women from working out. Now, on the show just before the break, Saba joined me to talk to me about fitness tips, really, across Ramadan. Um, in particular, her passion 
for getting people fit across Ramadan itself. And uh, we've been talking to her about that. Now, you can catch that conversation back on the repeat of the show, which is 8 p.m. this evening on Spotify and also on iTunes as well. And we are Facebook. There is no camera facing the studio, but you can hear all the conversations happening on studio on Facebook Live. Now, I w- if you'd like to join in with the conversation, you can join us on 07779481822. Ask us any questions and relating uh, relation to health and fitness across Ramadan I do have to point out folks please do get medical advice from your um, doctor or practitioner please do make sure that you do that um, as well it's really important you do that that you don't change any dr- drastic lifestyle changes unless you get the correct medical advice to do so um assalamu alaikum sabah Thank you so very much for staying on the line with us. Now, um, it's been an absolute pleasure listening to you actively getting us involved and engaged with staying fit across Ramadan. We were talking about um, exercises earlier on, but now I'd love to find out a little bit more about food and the sort of things that we should be possibly looking at eating. Sure. I mean, the main thing in Ramadan is try and remember that it's not a month where we want to try and aim for huge weight loss or huge muscle gain. We want to try and keep it relatively consistent as if we're eating when we're not in Ramadan. So aim for maintenance rather than huge fat loss is the first thing uh, you want to try and remember. And the other thing is make sure that if nothing else, make sure your protein is getting hit every single day. Mm. Try and aim for 1.5 to 2 grams protein per kilogram um, of body weight, that within itself will help you maintain the muscle that you've already started to build. Mm. Uh, even if you haven't started that process yet, it's still going to make sure that you keep staying full and you don't get too hungry through the day. Now, I am somebody that this is a language that just is going over my head. The reason being is because I'm not into fitness, but I am curious. And this is sort of thing that um, is educating me. But for those people who are not measuring their muscle um, mass and um, trying to stay lean, what sort of diet should they be looking at to keep them healthy? Um, The main thing is just try and have at least a palm-sized amount of protein per meal um, and there's tons of different types of protein you can have as well um, for instance like egg whites, cottage cheese, beans, lentils, mm. um, any pulses, any fish as well, flaky white fish or tuna, salmon, halibut even, that is number one, that's your core of whatever you eat in Ramadan regardless of your goal and mm-hmm. um, number two is getting the right types of carbohydrates in, this is one where we tend to kind of let go a little bit more as Ramadan comes in. Uh, we want to try and have, like, you know, we ate the fried food or samosas or mm. gordia, whatever it might be. We want to try and err away from that and work towards having complex carbs. So things like the uh, whole grain, rye, uh, or brown, so rice, pasta, bread as well. Mm-hmm. Try and move away from having white carbohydrates, so white rice, uh, white flour, white potatoes, anything like that we want to move away from. Mm-hmm. And what about fluids? Lots and lots of fluids. Try and have at least a pint of water with your meal, mm-hmm. uh, be it in the morning or be it in the evening. As you sip it, as you go through a meal, sip on that water. The reason being, it's not going to water down the nutrients that you get from your food. Mm-hmm. So if you have it all at the start or if you have it all at the end, you're just going to water down the amount of nutrients you're getting. So to help the digestion process as well, try and sip at least a pint of water through your meal 
and aim to hit at least two and a half litres um, through the day. So that's the hold and fortified as well. People generally struggle to drink water in their day-to-day life. Um, uh, that And this is, I think, a concern for many, really, is how to kind of maintain and uh, remain dehydrated across that fasting period. What are the other alternatives to making sure that you've got enough fluid in your body? Um, the main one I would say is things that avoid, if I thought was that, is caffeine. Mm-hmm. Um, as you were mentioning as well, that's, that's a tough one to try and stay away from. Mm. The only reason it will dehydrate you, mm-hmm. uh, more than hydrate you, as much as we like to kind of go towards that early morning coffee, mm-hmm. uh, myself included, yeah, you need to try and stay away. But to make it easier, you can have uh, flavoured water. Okay. So even if you cut up some lemons, um, pop it in there, fresh lemons, any type of fruit, to be fair, strawberries, berries, um, lime, some other good one. Just make it a little bit more interesting. Mm. It's not just plain water. And I'm seeing a lot of that. I saw that a lot uh, on um, my social media feed last Ramadan where I was seeing these really, really cool water, uh, flavoured waters with watermelon and mint and cucumber and uh, lime and lemon. And it just looked absolutely fabulous and so refreshing um, to yeah. do so. Do you have a favourite um, suhoor or iftari meal that you, you know, enjoy and feel see the benefits from eating. Yeah, I mean, I love having a really, really nice smoothie. But the smoothie's got dried oats in it. It's got banana in it. It's mm. got a little bit of peanut butter in it. Uh, it is absolutely brilliant. You can even add a scoop of protein into it if you have it. Or if you're mm. into that, you don't necessarily have to. But yeah, it's very refreshing. Uh, absolutely perfect. Start off with that and then move towards brown rice, um, normally salmon as opposed to chicken. Mm-hmm. I just find it's a little bit easier for me to eat and mm-hmm. my body kind of likes that. Um, and same with the side, keeping it relatively consistent, having a similar amount of food, a similar type of food, um, even like during the hall, having like quinoa with some coconut milk, um, nuts, dried fruit, uh, zero yogurt smoothie as well. Mm-hmm. They're good just to give you enough energy. Uh, to last the day, it's a slow release, so you don't end up getting a massive sugar spike, mm. and then a massive sugar crash. We hit that at eleven o'clock in the morning mark. Mm. Now, Brother Tarek earlier on mentioned Brante. I don't know if you're familiar with yeah. Brante, and um, yep. which is like you know lo- buttered chapati fried on a griddle, yep. and it's quite um, salty. Uh, and a very Moorish, it definitely is. And many of us from the South Asian communities have kind of like literally been brought up on it, especially across Ramadan. Yeah. These are habits we find a lot of us find really hard to break away from. Um, why is that? Um, the thing is with, with ourselves, we try and make anything into a habit. If you practice it each and every day for two weeks, it instantly becomes a habit. And right. like you said, food like that, we've been used to that since, we were very, very young, so mm. for years and years and years, and trying to pull that back in and actually change our mindset and change what we're eating is difficult. But it's the same thing. If we're able to practice it for the first two weeks of Ramadan, mm-hmm. the following two weeks will be much easier for us. It will feel a lot more routine. Mm-hmm. And I suppose, at the, like, our parents, our mothers 
their generation at that time ramadan was slightly easier it they were shorter yeah. and so those foods may have benefited at that in that period of time and it was easier i don't think we had so much access to all the yeah. wonderful um alternatives we have now and less educate they were less educated in in the benefits they just were doing what their parents had done possibly yeah. and it's kind of breaking that cycle i think definitely um and i think the difference is as well like the previous generation they were a lot more active um mm. day to day they they didn't really sit in an office or a nine to five so the majority of the day they were on their feet they were working they were expending energy so even though they were that the fast were a lot shorter they didn't have to although they were moving more they didn't end up having to eat a whole lot more just to maintain it mm-hmm Yeah and I think this is something that uh, will be a regular conversation it's like um leave the paranti alone and uh, put the uh, samosa down it's going to be quite hard yeah. for many people to kind of break that cycle but if you're willing to you can and you have just mentioned it's about habit um get your body yeah. and yourself used to um it not having it early on and then inshallah it will get a lot easier now we've been talking yeah. about ramadan goals on the show as well and we've been asking um our listeners this morning on how to better themselves across ramadan um what sort of uh, bad habits that they might be wanting to get rid of in order to create good habits that they continue for the rest of the year what are you hoping to achieve um across ramadan saba um the biggest goal for me is is personal but also it's quite big is trying to spread this movement i guess you can call it across as many different places as we possibly can and trying to change the narrative of what ramadan is is what we're used to in the sense of staying away from the fried salty mm. food and mm. trying to change our habits trying to change our lifestyle so trying to be active because previous generations they didn't have a gym they didn't go out for a run mm. um it was more housework staying at home trying to seeing the work whereas now we've got busier lifestyles but a lot more sedentary as well mm-hmm. and that's why movement is even more important so for me my personal goal try and get as many people active as possible this Ramadan and previously you know there were less cars people were walking more we were using the transport buses i mean i remember my childhood yeah. i walked a lot i lo- i walked a lot and my mother walked a lot taking us to and fro and now me as a mother i you know i'm constantly driving my children here there and everywhere which i need to kind of really yeah. cut back on so are you also thinking about the environmental benefits across ramadan too yeah massively and um, the benefits environmentally are huge you know ramadan is more than just eating right and moving it's about giving back um and part of that large part of that is the environmental side of it too mm. so yeah no definitely now um environment is quite key at the moment i mean i did see uh, with obviously climate change and and we're seeing a lot of um action being held across the country and making people more aware that we are at a critical point um so it's really quite nice to hear that you're also bringing that at the forefront of your plan as well your ramadan plan now yeah. how can people get involved um and more aware of your ramadan plan plan so they can follow it um, there is a massive link on my facebook page uh which is just sab fitness 
they can download a free ebook. It's 26 pages and it covers everything around what to eat, when to eat, um, how much to have, and also exercise as well, how to train, when to train, things to do whilst you're training as well, um, fluid intake, etc. And that's all downloadable from my Facebook page or my Instagram page, which is also Fab Fitness. Um, or my website, which is fabfitness.com. Now, you've mentioned that this plan, you, you work specifically or only with women, but what if there's any brothers that kind of want to access that information um, for maybe for themselves? I mean, is, is the measurement specifically for women? Uh, no, not at all. We've actually had quite a lot of brothers interested in it as well. So they're still able to download the guide um, and that will still help them as well. And it will be tailored towards either a male or a female mm-hmm. and also tailored to their goals as well. And whether it's a brother or a sister that's trying to keep fit. Mm-hmm. And what are you hoping will be achieved after Ramadan with this Ramadan plan? Um, consistency is a big one. So consistently eating right, letting it become habit um, and consistently exercising as well. So the things that we learned this month, we're able to carry through and make a massive lifestyle change. And what are you hoping to achieve, Saba? Now, you're giving all this goodness out, uh, mashallah, for free to um, not just our listeners, but those people that you are connected with as well. But what are you hoping that Ramadan will bring you? Um, In all honesty, the reward is with Allah. Um, For me, it's just making sure that we can really spread this message and, and build a movement out of it. And that movement is stay fit and healthy and Ramadan is not an excuse um, yep. it's, it should be a time where we do that even more so and this is really quite I'm I, I'm really quite taken aback by this because I never ever thought that you could balance being uh, fit across Ramadan I thought it was a time to rest you should like relax and and pray and and take it easy but um, but you can still kind of maintain a healthy lifestyle and remain active too which I find find amazing yeah, no, massively. Um, I was brought up with the same sort of um, message as well that during Ramadan, obviously, it's the time to give and you're not eating, so you want to make sure that you don't move around too much. Mm. However, things are starting to change. There's a lot more scientific studies out there that, that show actually being active in Ramadan is far better for us. Mm. And if people are training during Ramadan, um, they want to try and keep their workouts relatively short the ideal time is sort of your 30 to 45 minute range like i said try and avoid cardio Mm -hmm. and keep it low to moderate volume try and have um a workout drink whilst you're training Mm -hmm. uh, just to kind of save yourself falling into massive uh waves dehydration um, and also trying to avoid the catabolic state that our bodies can fall into which is where our body will eat away at our muscle mass because Mm. it doesn't have enough energy so the first thing it will want to try and get rid of is muscle because it takes up the most amount uh, of energy that we have. So you want to try and have at least a litre of water, potentially put some rehydration salts into it as well whilst you're training. Mm. Um, awesome workout supplement drinks as well, which would massively help. Folks, if you've tuned in, you're listening to Shemaiza taking all the way up to 12 o'clock. It is uh, 11.47, Monday 29th of April on the Urban Cube Show. Now I'm joined by Saba, who is of Saba Sab's Fitness, and she's talking to me about her Ramadan 
plan um, to make sure that we remain healthy and fit across Ramadan. Now, this is an ebook that she is giving away free via her Facebook page, um, which is uh, www.facebook.com slash Sabs Fitness. Um, and this is a daily support to help you stay at your best throughout the month. Now, the uh, booklet includes a guide on what, where, when and how of food, exercise in Ramadan, free content daily to help you stay focused on your health throughout Ramadan, um, exercise videos at home or at the gym. Wow. Although, uh, this, yep. this is this is interesting. So exercise videos. So is this you exercising? Yeah, this is me showing everyone the workout of the day or the movement of the day, uh, trying to make it into a challenge. So how many reps can you do in one minute if we don't squat, for instance, and just, yeah, just wearing a bit of competition. Healthy competition. Wow, healthy competition, which can be then taken on to the WhatsApp support group and forum. So you have full access to a WhatsApp support group. Uh, group. Now, um, h- how do you manage that? That I always find that fascinating. Um, are you ready for that, Saba? Because that's a that is a task in itself. Yeah, it's a massive task, and um, been preparing for it for a few months. So I handle everything ready to go we've already had over 300 people download the ebook as well the demand is huge for it so alhamdulillah the free planning um and organization of it was all in place before it kicked off so we're all ready to go and you've got a full daily nutritional tracking support and guidance on there as well which is absolutely awesome now um i wanted to ask you um Seba, um today is world uh safety at work day now um uh, as a muslim who is in this industry of um healthy keeping fit and um you're very passionate about sports nutrition as well how do you maintain health uh health and safety at work um many things to be said it's making sure you take enough uh rest breaks make sure you don't sit down for too long mm-hmm. um and make sure that you're not standing up for too long as well uh, make sure you're drinking enough water make sure that you're being um aware of if you are starting to feel pressure in your neck and your shoulders if you mm-hmm. work at a desk mm-hmm. make sure you're stretching out it takes you know three or four minutes um give yourself that time it's so so important it's critical um try and avoid you know accidents at work or work-related diseases or anything like that mm. uh, and it, they can be the minor things of dry eyes could be staring at the screen or it could be uh, lower back pain to sit like that for too long now these are really um important points that you've raised and hopefully anybody listening who hasn't had um one of the health and safety checks that they have at work i think you you also get an opportunity to kind of do tests as well to, so you're educated about health and safety at work um and ramadan is a time where we need to be more aware of our health and safety um and also employees need to be aware that you're fasting so what advice could you give to um employees and uh, employers um across ramadan uh, number one is listen to your body and uh, listen to what your body is telling you. Mm-hmm. If you are overly tired, if you're feeling very run down, if you've got very severe headaches, which is out of the norm for you, listen to what your body is telling you and take time out. Um, don't try and force yourself through a fast if you're not 100% because mm-hmm. it, it's just going to make you worse for the following days to come. 
Um, if you, you know, if you've got severe pain or anything like that, try not to be afraid of breaking your fast. Uh, just know that that is their worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, folks, I am speaking to Sa- Sabah from Sab's Fitness. Um, I do also need to point out that any advice given on the show today, please do get go to your um, doctor, your practitioner, your medical practitioner to get advice from them as well too. It's very important you do so. Any dramatic lifestyle change could be quite detrimental to your health. So please, these are short steps. These are um, for those people who've kind of, you know, who are already maintaining that fitness level. Would you agree with that, Subba? Yeah, 100%. Um, that was short and straight to the point. <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> no, absolutely. You summed that up perfectly. I was like, I can't really add on to this. So, yeah, I'm just going to go with it. That's oh, brilliant. I was trying to be professional there. And thank you for that. You made my day. <laughs> you so, made it. <laughs> so, I want to ask you apart from, you know, do you, are you like 24 hours, 24 um, 7, constantly on like the fitness thing? Or is there anything else that you do as well? Uh, no, to be honest, that night life is literally twenty four seven health and fitness. I have done um, an office job previously, worked in the corporate world uh-huh. for about three and a half years, which involves things like um, seating position and lumbar support and your work desk and your chair. Make sure you've had height adjustments, etc. Really, really important for me. Yeah. Wow. So, would you go back to the corporate world? Do you think? Um, no, if I'm honest, absolutely loved it. It was great. Learned loads. But health and fitness has been my passion for as far back as I can remember. And alhamdulillah, I've been given the chance you know, to have my own company, which has been running successfully now, alhamdulillah, for over 10 years. Wow. So, I, yeah, I wouldn't look at going back to it, no. Wow. And it's an industry that's growing and expanding. And the reason being is because we do see the scientific benefits of a healthy lifestyle, which not only keeps the body fit, but also mentally, internally as well. Yeah, exactly. 100%. The benefits are are phenomenal and it goes from generation to generation. Mm. Uh, it's not fixed just for, for us while we're in this moment. We've got to think to the future as well. Um, people that have got kids already or going to start having a family later on in life, very important to make sure we protect our health now. Wow, some really good uh, advice there. It's not just about us, it's about the future generations as well and being great role models too. There was an interesting article that was suggesting that children um, are spending less time outdoors and more time indoors and they should be, um, you know, they should have less toys to play with and learn to just like create spaces um, and just have an adventure. Exactly, especially with the summer holidays coming up mm. as well. There'll be lots of fitness camps, there'll be lots of stuff going on for kids, but making sure we get parents involved with them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, be it playing cricket in the park or playing football, something outdoors, just make the most of the weather as well while we've got the sun. Well, we've got the sun. Um, we nearly lost it at the weekend, but we've got it back, I think. Um, I, this weather is so British. It's so unpredictable. But hey, um, I am going to say thank you so very much, uh, Saba, for joining us this morning. It's been an absolute pleasure listening to your uh, advice and guidance on healthy fitness across Ramadan. There's an e-free book that you are sharing quickly because we are now ending t- uh, going to the end of the show. So where, where can people access this from, Saba? Uh, facebook.com forward slash sub fitness and instagram on sub fitness as well thank you so very much uh for joining us this morning and have a wonderful wonderful ramadan
Thank you very much. And thanks for inviting me onto the show. It's been a pleasure. And I hope to have a wonderful Ramadan as well. Thank you so very much. That was the wonderful Saba joining us from Subs Fitness, giving us some some healthy fitness advice on Ramadan, healthy fitness goals uh, um, on the show this morning. It's been an absolute pleasure being in your company. Do catch repeat 8pm this evening and inshallah have a wonderful Ramadan and I shall see you next week on some more great conversations on the Urban Cube. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We stream our daily broadcast on inspirefm.org. You'll find all our daily updates on our social media at InspireFM Luton.